welcome back to the Sports Bubble. It's the podcast this week, uh, due to logistics, the fact Brent's been away for what feels like four months. Johnny started a new job. Both of these assholes left me on my own for a whole week and I couldn't do anything. And then uh, we just watched the Open and Shane Lowry has finally won a major. Yes, feels oh, good. Unreal. My favourite golfer, uh, certainly from this side of the pond, uh, winning it for me, so I was delighted. Like, um, Would have took any of the homegrown golfers winning it, to be honest. Yeah, obviously, like we were talking about um, the fact that before the tournament, it was all about the other Irish golfers. Um, the boys that had won majors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, McDowell being from Portrush, McElroy with the fame, etc. Darren Clark with, come, you know, come back into it, Alan Rally winning an Open Championship, hitting the first tee shot, all the rest of it. Um, and same with Harrington. Nobody mentioned Larry, like. Um, yeah. Even so, Sugaru got <laughs> mentioned because he just won the British Amateur. Yeah. Um, but nothing was said of Shane Larry. No, absolutely nothing. No. And um, to be honest, he, he had sort of went out of my head too because yeah. it was, a, as I said before, I've been to, you know, a couple of Irish Opens here and um, there's good quality golfers at them but it's, it's not a major, like, and there's not, you know, the big names from America that you, you always get at a major. So to have them all come... Um, overwhelmed, you know, my thoughts certainly, and, and Laurie just went completely to the back of my head. But it actually makes so much sense, you know, that he has won it. And obviously, he had to, you know, go and do it, especially yesterday and today, but um, it, it was set up for him. He won the, uh, the Irish Open as an amateur 10 years ago in very, very similar weather conditions. Yeah. Um, so even though, like, he went, what is it? five and four in front last night mm-hmm. and finished up and the weather was changing you sort of fancied him anyway yeah, yeah. it almost I know it was hor- horrible conditions up in the north coast today but it just played into his hands more yeah there was like there was a wee nervy moment on the first tee understandably yes um, he didn't have a great tee shot ended up with a bogey but his putt for bogey was it was like 10 12 15 feet maybe and to make that was important he completely settled after that Um. And then you can see him just getting it straight. You know, as he got further and further away from the first tee, uh, he just looked so relaxed the whole way through. Because as he said himself in the interview, he was getting a bit worried and then he looked up at the scoreboard and everyone was dropping shots. Yeah. So it completely settled. And after that bogey on the first, it probably made him think that, you know, as we were talking about earlier, well, I'm going to have to just go for this now. And that's when he plays his best golf. What was it like being up there on Thursday and Friday? At, at on the course up all weekend, Brent, what what was it? Um electric. Absolutely electric. It was weird to have something like that in this country, like it was the biggest sporting event I've ever been at. Um and like I've been in like football pretty big football stadiums, but um it's it's on a whole other level. Like, um fifty something like fifty thousand people a day just cramming in gates and it's it's weird when you hear the buzz, the electricity, when you know somebody hits a shot, and it could be, you know, way over on the other side of the golf course, and you just hear a, a, murmur a, a dull murmur, and then an eruption, and there's nothing like it, like, um, it was brilliant, and so good, that, it was an Irish golfer who won it, like, Aye. it's just going to do so much, like the, I think they said something like, the economic benefit will be like five years, you know, you'll have, I heard it like the whole way through and, and on Twitter and, and you know all of the golfers begging up the course saying how, how good it was 
how challenging it was, which is good as well. You know, you don't want to be too easy. You don't want to be too hard. You just want it in the middle or somewhere. And from the scores, you saw that, you know, that it was challenging, but the players were, were able to hit some eagles, hit some birdies, etc. Um, it was perfect. Really was perfect. And fair play to them, like, for setting it up. Yeah. Did. Uh, do you, are you a fan of golf, Johnny? Or would you... Not not as big as fan as Brandy, obviously, but, yeah, I follow golf and things. Like, I think... Like Brent was saying, it's probably the biggest event we've ever had here. And I'm thinking I I missed all of the open this week. That's probably why if you're you can't hear me say much on it, like but I missed it all. You will be adding content later. E- even though I hadn't seen any of it, you're very aware what's going on because yeah. even down this part of the world, you had signs pointing you to where the opens going. Yes, you that can, was really weird. Like yeah. I was seeing it, and every so often the radio something's popping up about it, and just the coverage for it was amazing. Yeah, and like Brent said, like that will probably inspire the fact that someone from here has won it more golfers in the future now to come through in this country like yeah. it can only be good Brent touched on it as well that the economic um, benefits that the, the island will get the average American um, golfing tourist spends 2,400 euro alone over in Ireland a year and that is not including their golf fees that's mm-hmm. not including paying for their rounds or hiring clubs or whatever that's just spend going into the Irish economy the whole island I'm talking about here so that's just only going to magnify now because the thing used to be that um, when you and I only know this because of, I've been glued to the radio all week and, and, and TV and stuff about this and reading up about the open and reading up about the golf thing is American tourists used to go to Scotland for the golfing tourists that was their holiday we'll go to Scotland play all the links we can in Scotland because that was the Royal St Andrews and the Carnoustie and all I think up there as well and and, Trump has and, course there, yeah and the Troon uh, yeah it's all up there and we'll go to Scotland because it's the Lynx course and it's so popular and everybody knows it and now this has happened here mm-hmm. at Royal Port Rush and the way it was done and in fact Royal County Down is also in the top 10 golf courses in the world they're going to start coming here now which can only it can only mean such a brilliant thing for the whole island and a time when things aren't great anyway but this is brilliant and there's so many other good golf like, look at Ballyliffin you were at Ballyliffin last year yeah. one of the most stunning golf courses <coughs> in the world mm-hmm. and then you had La Hinch this year in County Clare which I've been down I haven't been on the golf course but I've been down there and it's a brilliant golf course brilliant area of Ireland so many oh and the fact that the Open went so well I was a wee bit worried that not that it wouldn't go bad but just like you know it wouldn't come across that great or something I was a wee bit worried to start a week because it was built up so much and you could feel here everyone was buzzing about it people that have no intention to watch golf yeah. sat down to watch this afternoon and see what was happening or you sat down yesterday to see it or they're watching that programme open for summer that Colin Murray was doing on BBC NA um, of course they had to get all the country and western stars into it I mean we'll talk about that later like off air but yeah they had you know and that and then people were showing it and the good things and the, and the, the seaweed and stuff and I'm just showing it and it was such a brilliant um, window into what the good that can come up here yeah. and you're right the fact that it was a homegrown player wins it yeah. it's just perfect and you, you know, you see, you know, you can hear people talking about that beforehand about oh, this is going to do so much for the country and all the rest of it. But when see when you're actually there and you get speaking to people, speaking to a guy um from New Zealand, like who was there, he'd come over for the Scottish Open, the Irish Open, and then the Open, and um, ridiculous for a start. Money like, and sense. Yeah, um, he was following, he was following Ryan Fox, obviously. Um, but when you actually hear him saying like. Um, oh, I'm here on my own, but I'll be back. Like, and I'm bringing friends to golf here. Like, it, that's actually w- what it's doing. You can mm-hmm. you can see it there happening, and he said it's absolutely beautiful. We were asking him, you know, what, what was your favorite? And he said, like, you know, the Irish. 
uh, the Irish Open, I think this the Scottish Open, there there was poor weather, like really poor weather. Yeah. Um, he said he really liked La Hinch, but like the open open just blows everything else out of the water. He said like I'll be coming back here like. And they want to have it three more times in fifteen years, I think, at Royal Portrush. Mm. And that's it showed that obviously the infrastructure it did actually work. Yeah. Mm. I it hope worked I, perfectly. I'd love Royal County Down to get it. Partly because it's closer to where we live. Yeah. Um, and partly because I, was, I spent a lot of summers up there at that part in Neckley Woods. And so I'd love them to get it. Like they did the Irish Open before. I hope they get the Irish Open again anyway at Royal County Down. Yeah. I'm sure they will. Um, but th- that's what it is. There's so many courses in this country that are capable of hosting it open. Um, I mean, they spent, the work they did on it was, was unbelievable. Like over the last couple of years, like the way they've, they've changed some of the holes and... Um, then in the past couple of months the infrastructure that's been going up like those hospitality tents and everything um, but if they can do it you know basically on the side of a cliff like in Portrush you know they can do it at, at a whole load of golf courses in this country um, because it's a real golf and country like people love their golf here when you when you talk to people going around um, they're knowledgeable um, about the golfers you know about um, the way to play the course and everything it's um and you can hear that coming through the players as well like the players know from the cheers or, or from the comments that they get that you know uh the fans and the, and the country know their golf or not like and well we, we can golf here like um i saw a tweet by hayden parry at the bbc since paul rick harrington won in 2007 there have been 50 majors and only america have won more they've won 25 and ireland have won Ten, six from NI and four from including Harrington in 2007 four from Port of Ireland which is ridiculous like, look at the size of this place mm. uh, ridiculous like yeah there's a, there's a real passion for it there here. is and this is only going to get better now and you, the Irish Open with brilliant John Ram on it you just hope now it can inspire more of, with the scenes they had this week more of the top golfers to come and do it but the way the golf calendar works I'm not really sure that's going to happen next year because they're trying to move one of the other big competitions um, but just we need to talk about him, Roy McIlroy. Mm-hmm. Um, even even I know he had a stink. Ah, oh, I I was heartbroken. Yeah. Like and like I am I'm, I'm a fan of him. I really like him. I really like his golf, and I understand some people don't like him because of fair enough reasons, and then there's some people that are just complete morons and don't like him because they think he's from one side of the community. Um, but those people need to put in the cannon fired into the sea. But it's just like this was this was his tournament. Yeah. This was set up for him, even though G Max from there and Darren Clark, that's his home golf club now as well, and and Harrington was the first one to start it, and Shane and whatever, and this was this was for Roy McIlroy. It was almost like the whole week, even Nike's build up to it was all this is for him, and, and I, that's why. Yeah, that's and you why. you followed him on the first day, and you texted me straight away, and you may have texted another WhatsApp group, and said like this is ridiculous. Yeah. The amount of people following him, it's too much. I almost felt like it was unfair on. Like, oh, I think it was unfair on them a bit, yeah. Because the the pressure, yes, like um, even like when we've been at Irish Opens, like he he's the biggest name at them because you know it's not it's not a it's not a major um and his name yes does bring in some some big golfers but it's all about him at the Irish Open and that was like an Irish Open a hundred times because of the stage. The world stage that it was on, like an Irish Open doesn't get a world stage like that, but this was like that, just magnified so far. There was 
different camera crews absolutely that like there was a camera crew the only other one i saw was a camera crew dedicated to matsuyama obviously for the asian tv uh, for japan um and that was exclusively following matsuyama around there was about i would say it was about five camera crews following McElroy, and you knew when he was coming you knew when he was coming because of the crowds anyway but you knew when he was coming because there was a good hundred people following his group as well and it's just not fair like he gets he probably gets about two seconds silence to hit a shot and then you hear all of the cameras beforehand and all the cameras after it like i don't know how how he plays any golf yeah um never mind hitting good shots on a difficult golf course because it's you know people were saying oh it's at home it's a home advantage he'll have his home fans but i would argue it's the complete opposite like it's a, it's a disadvantage for him and I can understand why he plays most of his golf in America, which is sad. Yeah. But there's too much pressure on him. Yeah, I suppose the argument is, if he's going to be, you know, he has to deal with that pressure. Like, mm. You know, I suppose you had to say the same with Tiger was back there. Like, he had to deal with the pressure. And it's with any sports stars, you know, even with like the next Ronaldo and yeah. stuff. Like, you have to deal with it, you want to be the best. And I understand what you mean. Like, you know, it is absolutely ridiculous. Like, when there's probably hundreds of people following around the golf course, yeah. like in two seconds, ten shots, just... No, it's yeah. it's not right. Like. I think I I agree with you too, John. You can you have to do it if you want to be the best in the world. You just have to. But I also agree with Brendan that it's just unfair the pressure. Mm-hmm. Like I would just just walk off the golf course. I don't even if I haven't started playing golf properly yet. We've got a set of clubs now, so I'm gonna start. And if anyone else is watching me apart from who I'm playing with, I'm just gonna fold. Most people, <laughs> most people will absolutely crumble. I, and that's why he did what he did on the Thursday. And it was so sad, like, but what makes me think that he can come back is that his mentality on the Friday, like, was ridiculous. I was dialing. It was, you know, Laurie obviously um gave a performance of the week, like, it was one of the best fucking performances like, ever. Yeah, but it was all about McElroy on that Friday afternoon. There was such a buzz, you could, again, you could hear the roars, and you knew. A McElroy roar from a different roar because it was roars all over the golf course, but his roar was off the scale. Um, and we didn't follow McElroy that much on the Friday just because we like following the leaders and um, giving them the respect you know that they deserve. Did you follow Mac- JB Holmes? That would have took you about two days. No, we avoided him like um, because I think. I would have grown old by the time he had a couple that of shots. That needs penalised very soon. I don't mind the yeah. fella. Like, he seems sound enough and he loves dogs, so that's pretty cool. Like, but um, <laughs> if I was playing with him, I'd leave the, the driver in the back of his heat. Yeah, it's, it's not fair, like, either. There's rules. Um, needs penalised. The rules are for a reason, like, yeah. so um, that's a different story, like, but um, yeah, because he was out in the afternoon, McElroy, um, he, he was the only story on, on the Friday afternoon, really. Um, and everybody desperately wanted him to, he got to so just play there for the weekend like, and he got so close like, and really fair play to him like, because he could have just thrown the head up after Thursday he got so much abuse in the media and just from people on Twitter and stuff um, but when you're there and seeing it like, it's, it's hard not to sympathise with him like it really is um, his interview on Friday night he, yeah. was, he, just, he was choking up from the first second uh, it's hard to watch like, yeah. as a fan of his like, it's not not nice or thing to see, but um, fair play to him though, as you said, like to come out and shoot that round. And 
And he actually says, well, he wanted Shane to win it, which was nice. Yeah. It's, Laurie seems to be one of these, uh, even sportsmen, that everyone just seems to love, like, mm-hmm. um, and get on, get along with and want the best. Tommy Fleetwood again is another one. Yeah. You know, if Fleetwood had been a winner today, I'd have been happy enough, even though he's a blue nose. You know, he's the only ever Tony, <laughs> Tony and I want to see win silverware. Um, and we will actually move on to football now. And chat about football because since you two morons decided to leave me, <laughs> a lot has happened, including Brenton not realizing Newcastle have a new manager. Where yeah. were you on the moon or what? Where did you and Kerry go on holidays? He was in Port Rush. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Port Rush, and there was absolutely no signal because uh, there was about two hundred fifty thousand yeah. people trying to get on I had to spend Saturday evening doing a running commentary to Brenton on what was going on in the golf. He was texting me, and I was outside the golf course, but I couldn't see or I couldn't get anything on my phone. So he was texting me what was going on, and I was judging by the rowers, who was doing what. Um, but yeah, I didn't get any football news. Uh, just Twitter was off limits, and um, God forbid you try to get on like something like advanced as YouTube, like. <laughs> and there's lots, lots have gone on. Um, Arsenal have hit um fold button it seems some of the players and Johnny's gonna get into that in a minute. Liverpool aren't signing everyone. It has boiled everyone's heads apart from my own. Good luck. Hope we start selling people. Just annoy even more people. Um, but we'll talk about just what came out today first, and then we're going to talk about Newcastle and Arsenal. We'll talk about sending to Dan and Gareth Bale. There's been an old fall out there. <laughs> they're one of the one of the, they don't like each other, and despite Bale winning um the European Cup in Kiev for Zinedine Zidane, he's come out today and he has said, the club is negotiating Bale's departure. We hope he leaves soon. Cold. It would be best for everyone. It's nothing personal. Well, I think it is. Against Gareth, I have to take decisions. That's, uh, well, Johnny, like, what's your opinion on that line there from a manager? Although, if Emery came out and said that against Mustafi. I oh, mean, well, he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, he deserves it. Uh, it's like something you see on football manager. You know, it's not like, it's like yeah. one of the statements you get in football. It's crazy. You did, like, I don't know. I think it's been obvious even since Sedan's first reign as manager of Madrid that there's been issues there. What has Bale done to Zidane? Can I just ask that? What he, the... He's won a couple of Champions League finals. Even, um, <laughs> even like the Madrid fans and like I know you'd have a soft spot from two brands not, not mm-hmm. you in this but even like the hard, die-hard Madrid fans tweeting and putting up today yeah good riddance to him. Right. I think I remember was it last year before leaving the training ground that they tried to ambush his car leaving the training ground it was absolutely <laughs> mental. It's, I don't get it. I hope he goes to Athletic Madrid and wins everything with him. And start smashing it past um, well, they're, they're Courtois. They're people for over 100 Nike. million now, so... Yeah, um, it's like, it is really cool. Like, like you, you, man, you want your manager to have a bit of balls about him and um, sort of, if you think someone at the club's taking the hand, stand up to it and have the best interest in the club. And bear in mind, this is the same man that headbutted someone in a World Cup final, so he's obviously a bit of a mentalist. Yeah. And mm-hmm. can he knows he can hold, handle himself, but... This year, I think, it's really disrespectful. Yeah. Towards um, Bale. Bale, like, uh, the, the Madrid fans, and probably including Zidane in this, like, they have a problem with, with um, respect in general, I think. Like, um, they, th- they think they have a give, God-given right yeah. to be the best club in the world. Yeah. The same as Barca fans, I, I think. And anybody yeah. who doesn't sort of conform... I think that's that's a good way to put it. You're uh, you're pretty much out the door in terms of their thinking straight away. The fact that he didn't learn Spanish probably put them off a good bit. Like 
Um, like, Bill, Bill did all his talking on the pitch, really, like, and they should be thankful for that. Like, that's what he's there to do, and he did it consistently whenever he was given the opportunity. Yeah, he had a couple of injuries as well, like, but. Um, won a cup of race single handedly yeah. won a European Cup uh, Champions League against Atletico he turned that game when they won it the first time remember Ramos scored and then Bale turned yeah. yeah scored the header came on and absolutely obliterated Liverpool mm-hmm. broke people's heart like but he absolutely destroyed Liverpool and Kia like that's three big moments and that's not enough, like, of respect given so I mean that's more than enough can you imagine if he was at one of our clubs I'm just thinking there Drogba won a Champions League for Chelsea and He'll be heralded to the day he dies. Like, I, if they don't name a part of Stamford Bridge after him at some point, it'll be weird. So, I know, yes, Madrid are used to winning Champions Leagues anyway, but, like, to go and do that a couple of times in such a short... Like, he went in there and basically got guaranteed success the yeah. whole time he was there until he, he got the injuries and then the management changed and, and he, didn't, uh, he didn't start all the time, but... Like, it's just crazy disrespectful to me, and it's one thing from the fans, but from the manager, it's it's not acceptable. Nah, I don't think so. And I really hope we did get no success next year. Um, I don't want much anyway for them to be fair, unless they somehow manage to play Everton at something. But um, yeah, like, where would you think Bale could go? It depends who really can afford to pay his wages. Um, I think the whole. Brian said about the language thing about him not learning Spanish. You gonna talk about Aaron Ramsey? Uh no, actually, I was actually gonna talk about Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero can barely speak a word of English, and that's city, true. city fans love him. Yeah. Oh, but you're right. I suppose that's probably rubbed off on Aaron Ramsey as well. The fact for me, no, can't really speak loads yeah. of English. That partly because he's completely bonkers, like. But yeah, it's Madrid and Barca fans like the like exactly the goddamn given right to hurl abuse at anybody they want, and wait till six months time the Griezmann's getting dogs abuse. Only one leave Barcelona. After wanting to go there for so long, but uh, seems like Bale's being pushed to China, but he doesn't want to go there. And why would you? Could this be um? Could this be like a potential Neymar, uh, transfer and Bale going the other way? He was rumored before, but mm. I think he was very close apparently to going to Real Madrid, and then he changed his mind. I think Real Madrid very were hurt by that because once Real Madrid think you should play for them and you're gonna choose them, then you turn them down. You sort of cast aside, like, because um, it's Real Madrid and they think they're gods, gods get the football. But could that be a dynamic where he goes to PSG? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see it. They're one of the few clubs who could probably afford him, um, to pay his wages. That wouldn't go down too well in in Catalonia. But they they need a big star to replace Neymar, so it could happen. But I think Neymar's heart's set on Barcelona that he probably wouldn't go to Madrid. Which is another weird transfer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think Messi's heart is set on yeah. Um, Neymar, Neymar coming back. Did you read that thing about him grabbing Griezmann's hair when he went into the changing room? Pretended to pull his hair as if he was going to pull a mask off. And he was like, oh, I thought that was going to be Neymar over there. <laughs> okay, just... It's a good start. That is not ideal. They, they nutmegged him twice in his first training session too. <laughs> I lo- I'm a big fan of Greasy. Like, I, I used to know this, I love him, but um, did not want him to go there. Uh, uh, I don't think it's the right move for him at all. No. Nah. Um, He's just gonna be in the shadow of Messi, and that's problems everybody. If they're to. looking to offload, uh, Dembele as well, then send them down field road there, lads. They're gonna to need to offload someday if they're bringing in Neymar, at least one person. Yeah, and if, they're talking about you know, 
money plus players, so those players are going to have to be of interest to PSG. Coutinho as well is getting dogs, pure dogs yeah. abuse off Barcelona fans. Have him back, I'd go and get him myself if they want and take him back in, in the Citroen, no problem. I'm glad that, you know, these um, these names that are flying around, none of them will be signed for Chelsea, because like, I just couldn't do that. Well, we can't afford them either, so... And <laughs> uh, we're not saying it's not going to any of our clubs. No. I, I really hope... I think what Bale probably wants is back into the Premier League. Like, I think it's Manchester United. And I'd love to see him there. Like, I don't care if it would be at United. Like, no, I, it's... I whatever. He deserves... He can't deserve to be happy. Like. Yeah. He probably would like to go back to Spurs, because he knows he's loved and respected there. Yeah. yeah. But they couldn't afford his wages either. No. And, uh, it maybe because he takes like, a, pay, a pay cut to go back to Spurs, because it's Spurs. Mm. Um... I mean, that would be such a deal for them. Spurs with uh, Son, Bale and Harry Kane. Through goodness. If, if Bale goes there, like the, I think Spurs immediately become a title challenger. Without a shadow of a doubt, if they hold on to Erickson yeah. in the midfield, yeah. yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Nobody wants him. Because Madrid aren't... It hasn't been like a, a mad tra- a transfer or somewhere. And the, the, oh. it ends in three weeks. Yeah. It ends in the 8th of August. 8th of August it ends, yeah. Um, Johnny... Hmm. Arsenal Lauren Pancelny talk to us um, in my, my own personal view he's thought ruined. you were going to crack your knuckles there and punch he, you in the face <laughs> he's ruined his uh, his whole reputation what, what actually what actually happened because I haven't read into it because I knew you would mm-hmm. and see what's going on what, what went on um, so Arsenal went on their pre-season tour to America at the start of the week and Koscielny basically refused to go Apparently he told them two weeks ago he wasn't going. And then on the morning they were meant to meet up at London Connolly, Arsenal's training ground, to yep. go. He just refused. So basically the club's taken a stance to find him like so many weeks' wages and he's training with the reserves and all this here type of shit. And now Shanley's trying to take legal action against Arsenal as well, believe it or not, for deducting all these wages and things like that there. So basically from what I'm gathering, it seems like maybe there was a... When Shanley signed his recent contract... A verbal agreement, maybe, that or something? they would let him go, you know, um, for free to a club he wanted to go to. But that must have been under Wenger and the previous management, and Arsenal can't afford to let people go for nothing, like, and... Especially not him. Especially not a him. player of that quality, like. Yeah. Club captain, is he not? Yeah, he is, that's another thing, like, he's club captain and he refused to go on the pre-season tour, you know. It's just not good enough. This is, like, I don't mean to annoy you with this, but this is so very Arsenal at the minute. Mm-hmm. See, 10 years ago, this would not have happened in Arsenal. No, Maybe more, like, but you know what I mean? That's what I mean. That's, this was when the Cronkies took over, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal just went from title challengers to top four to now we're struggling. We can't get into the top four anymore. We can't, we can't challenge for anything. We've won the odd FA Cup, but it's not good enough. Europa League team. Yeah, we, we are. We are Europa League team now. We're there three seasons in a row, so we are one. I remember telling Jake this um, a couple of years ago, that Arsenal are on the verge of going into what Liverpool were going through. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like when your club captain wants to leave, like he wanted to go to Chelsea twice, mm-hmm. um, and he's like club hero, and then we went through the doldrums of an American ownership coming in that had didn't have the best interest in the club. We used the club more as a bank, and thank only we had Rafa Benitez, we'd have been absolutely bollocksed. Mm-hmm. Then he went through a phase of just Europa League, Roy Hodgson, with Kenny, the relation was great and whatever, but it was just all constant, nothing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It just wasn't what you wanted as a Liverpool fan to be experiencing. And I remember talking to Jake about this. This is what I think Arsenal are going to be going through. And it, unfortunately, it looks like you're really about to go into it because 
you have two two strikers that could get on most, if not everyone else's yeah. front three. Yeah, could you? Yeah. Certainly Lacazette, I think. Yeah. Could get on every front three probably in in the world football at the minute. Yeah. And they're not gonna hang around. No, they probably won't. Um, there was talk that we're trying to offer them new contracts, but that's went quiet over the last couple of weeks. Um, Mustafi is definitely staying, like we said earlier. <laughs> definitely staying. Uh, we're we're trying to throw all our eggs in the Wilfred Saha basket, which I can't. Understand that's what, it. but that's gone quiet as well. Now, weirdly, we, like there was talk there the other day. Apparently, he's handed in a transfer request to Crystal Palace. Great player and all like, but we need a strength in our in defence, like you know. It's, yeah, unless he can play centre half. It's it's been absolutely stonewall obvious for the last five seasons. We need a really big, dominant, strong centre back. Uh, Kieran Tierney should have been done by now. It's yeah. actually ridiculous that that's still going I, on. Who's I fault is this? I don't think he'll get Kieran Tierney now. See, that's what I mean. I think someone else might have been nabbing from right us. But what what I think right is Tierney at Celtic, right? Love Celtic, um, massive fan. And he's Neil Lennon now is probably a hero of his as his manager and he has a chance if everything goes well for Celtic they have a good enough chance to get to the group stage of the Champions League. If they get kind enough draw they can get through the kind enough playoff draw where the big teams drop into it and if they get a really nice enough draw and they can really they can go you won't, you don't want to go there Parkhead and European Knights because it's going to be tricky mm-hmm. and he's probably looking at it like oh I'll wait this out just for now and see how far it goes because I have a chance here playing Champions League a game with Celtic or they go to Arsenal now. Quarantini's only going to get better. Yeah, he knows fine, right? <laughs> Another year in Scotland doesn't make a difference. Like, he'll go again somewhere next summer, do you know what I mean? And I think I, I think the longer Arsenal leave this and don't go and give him some sort of an offer or Celtic some sort of an offer where they can't refuse. And it sounds mad because it's he's playing in Scotland, but he is brilliant. Like, yeah, well, they're looking 25 million for him, which we offered last week, but in like I don't know, five installments and like, would you just get a grip? You're Arsenal Football Club, you're not like Aberdeen or someone like, you know, or bloody somebody at the bottom of the league. Like, do you can afford to pay twenty five million on a player. Just go get it done. Like it was the same with that by William Saliba there the other week. Spurs tried to hijack it, but we actually got him in the end. Just shows they have Champions League football now and we still have players over. They're a joke of a club. <laughs> but uh anyway. So but, like Arsenal obviously don't have like somebody who can just go in and close deals together. They let him go. We have um, Raul, whatever his second name is, he came from Barcelona. He's actually flown back to London today because apparently there's been transfers being done. There's obviously the big We Care to You campaign going on with Arsenal fans at the minute. The, the latter they wrote to the Cronkies last week, which Josh Cronkie replied to the next day. But it's just, you know, the usual bullshit, like, you know, expect big transfers and all this here. But, they're all talk. They never do. This is the same Cronkies that moved uh, LA Rams. St. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams in the LA, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And didn't give one single toss no, about no. who they annoyed or what they did. Didn't care. Well, not at all. Because, or did they, was it, did they move the Rams yeah. in there and they didn't care. So they, they don't care. Like They're yeah. like Hicks and Gillette. They're like uh, the Glazers at United. Which is another one I hope Manchester United get that sorted and get them out. I know they're Big, biggest rivals for me and Liverpool whatever but again it's this thing of clubs being run by um, assholes you just don't want to see it and mm-hmm. we're talking about Arsenal but we sort of have to talk about Newcastle as well now because of what has gone on there and it's just a complete freefall horrendous situation Newcastle finds itself in they're in a worse state than United or Arsenal like. 
you know, Mike Ashley is a leech and he has sucked the life out of that. It's like Leeds, you know, mm. when Leeds went into their problems and just plummeted down the leagues, you could really Newcastle are at the cliff now, like the cliff edge, and then they need to get something done or get something sorted. And Did they need a saviour? Like, this is another... They had him and they let him go to China. Mm. Yeah. But, like, again, whose fault is that? Like, you know, they need somebody to come in and take it off, Mike Ashley. Yeah. Just whatever it is, pay over the odds for it and just save that club because, it's as you said, Leeds, like, and United and Arsenal in a bit of trouble, you know, obviously not the same, to the same extent, but it's another big historical club that needs to be run well rather than, because if it is going to continue like this, they're going to get relegated. Yeah, Again. and, 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 and <laughs> I think they'll even go further then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It could be really like, this is it then. And we don't want that, like, yeah. um, it's always, it's always a place you fear going, but that's good because it's it's competitive, like and and especially for the fans up there, like a lot of them don't have anything else apart from Newcastle football club, like so. And when you say that you know, your mate and his dad like they've cancelled their season ticket, yeah, that, that's that's such a big decision for them to do that, uh, and it shows how strong they feel about it. And this is like anyone listening to this that is a sports fan, this is the way he put it to me. And hello to Fletch. Um, I texted him the other day to ask him what the crack with Newcastle. I actually said F U C K Newcastle. I'm trying to curse as much as fuck F Newcastle and F Meg Ashley. And he said, uh, yeah, horrible. We've had enough. My dad and myself cancelled our season tickets. And I was like, flip. And he says, that's the thing me and my dad had. Mm. That was our Saturdays or whatever. Going to Newcastle games together. And now that's ended. And like all of us sort of do the same watch for sport with our dad watch sport with family or sport with best friends you know and it's like it's more than just watching the match because you're watching it with you know people you care about or people you want to spend time with yeah. and now that's been ripped apart and ripped away by some fat moron from London yeah. who won't get out of Newcastle and you just think like this is horrendous like, and, and as well like it's not just Mike Ashley it's like the FA and the Premier League and the government bodies why are they not stepping in go and take the club off them Go and sink them in the administration and put it, get up for sale and someone else to come in and, and get it vetoed properly because we talk about Leeds. You look what happened Leeds with the amount of owners they've had. And they still haven't came back. And yeah, do you know what I mean? It's Yeah, and Leeds have done so well over the last couple of years and, and still they find themselves not in the Premier League. But it's obviously just, you know, all these clubs are privately owned, etc. So there's obviously limits to what government bodies can come in and do. But if they are... If Newcastle want to play in the Premier League, you're right. Like there should be some sort of rule that they can impose that they can nearly force him out. Like mm-hmm. because he's not even a leech for Newcastle. Like he's just a leech for football. The fact that we're talking about this now and it's depressing. he's a leech just in general. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah, just, just, oh. it, it's know, horrible. Walks like, yeah, it's horrible. And even if this was one of our biggest rival teams, you still you'd have you'd be sore for them. Like you're like this is not on because. Yeah. You know what people are going through. People like us that watch the sport and watch the te- their teams and that's their Saturdays or Sundays. Yeah. And they want to enjoy it and they can't. And it just really sickens me to hear all that crap. Like, um, would you, not really much else is going on in terms of football transfers. Apart from the odd rumour here and people being linked. Harry Maguire still linked to both Manchester clubs. Yeah. Um, although that's gone a bit quiet lately. Hmm, it's so quiet this week. I think they said that you what know, is making a high regard price tag? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like that, I seen I seen that Barca fan give Dilip grief today for going to Juventus. What can you blame him? 
like can you really blame them like for not wanting to go to Barcelona like, after the shit that so many players get for going there now like I yeah, like if Barcelona if going to Juventus to play with, Cristiano Ronaldo was there like. yeah or Ramsey's there like. or Ramsey's there like, like, the greatest Wedge man ever <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Higuain's there got them thanks um, yeah, Juventus squad. are a serious outfit for next yeah, year some squad absolutely and as you said before like they're absolute kings of free transfers like and oh. managing their money like it's, it, it's that's the way you know that's the way a club should be run like that mm. you know Juventus Arsenal need to look at Juventus like do you think that I wanted to ask this last week and you just put it back in my head um, but as I said again you two left me so whatever um, do you think that the way Juventus are doing it that that's a glimpse into the future that more players saying uh, short term short term contracts at certain clubs or whatever go knowing that they're going to become free and then they go free to the other clubs do you know what I mean? That's what the great man himself said. Exactly. Said that. Oh, I remember when he, he said this. He got absolutely destroyed for it as well in the media for saying it, but it's true. Probably and it's true. like American sports. like the mm-hmm. People just go on their contracts and they go for things. And, yeah. and they get the money. Yeah, and the player gets the money. And his player, now whether you agree or not, player power, but because um, Juventus, it is free transfers because um, no transfer fee was paid, but they're paying absolutely out the backsides on wages. Yeah, and you've seen it, like, you've seen examples of it you know, creeping in over the years, like with Sanchez one, like, mm-hmm. United paid him, what, 10 million saying off or something mm-hmm. ridiculous something like that, like that yeah. which, two yeah. individual, he has two dogs, five million as well, it seems, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's sort of, um, a way around it, like by saying, like, oh, here's a sign on bonus, but really, you know, we're paying you, instead of we're paying the club, yeah, Um. Johnny just said, one of the saddest lines ever, I used to love them dogs, <laughs> <laughs> actively fight them in the street it is I think it is going to go that way a little bit and it'll be interesting to see it. it's kind of like football needs something before it absolutely loses the run of itself here with transfer fees and Barcelona have added that alone mm. um, but as the original point we, we got sidetracked mostly my fault the High Maguire fee yeah. it's hard for me to say anything because we paid 75 million for a big beautiful Dutch man yeah he's going to win the Ballon d'Or like, I don't think Harry Maguire's going to win the Ballon d'Or anytime no, soon no he's not as good as, as Virgin Blake that's yeah, concrete he's not as good as concrete Delic- head <laughs> he's not as good nice as Delict either I don't think no no. and Delict went for 61 million he's on he's a different level can like- I just say something I actually found out about the Delict transfer that Juventus are paying that in installments as well they're Who's like, running Juventus? Like, you know what I mean? Juventus they're paying that. They're paying that in five installments, and we get fucking laughed at for paying installments for Wilfred Saha. You know what? Yeah. No, we're not going to win. I'm just, I just, I just want, it, it I just is, want, I just want that, 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 that bit of information. Really good, a nugget of information. Well, like sixty point. million in five installments is, you know, it's a lot more than twenty yeah. five million in no, five installments. You're talking about Zaha, sorry. Zaha, right, we offered Zaha the money in installments as well. Eighty million. Uh, oh, but right, you know what? The what about the tyranny one? Was it installments? I but like they're taking the test to see to pay the money for that one. And five, they're, five going, they're going they're going back in for him this week from what I've heard, so hopefully they just get it done. God may just get it done. Hang on, is that you million? Yeah. That's what they want for him. You really it. have been up on the clouds, yeah. mate. You, you, you were on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Paul's volume says, but apparently now because that has handled a transfer request, they don't have to pay him a loyalty bonus. So that might bring his his price down, I don't know. But anyway, the let's I think that's freaking steel for him. You know, he's was he nineteen? Yeah, 19, yeah. Or maybe 29, but yeah, he's very right, he's younger. So much potential. Like. Yeah, they'll get their money's worth for him. He's going to play alongside Chiellini. He's probably going to replace Benucci, I think. He's going to play alongside Chiellini and Benucci, certainly in training. Um, and then he's going to play for Holland alongside Virgil van Dijk. 
Yeah. Like, he's going to be... That's a... Potentially to be the best centre-half I've ever seen. That's yeah. a great education. Right oh. They're training him up to go play for the Skies, probably. <laughs> Hopefully. That's just somebody said that he's going to learn how to defend and he's going to go play beside Van Dijk. But Van Dijk's ready to retire. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him in. I highly doubt Juventus would sell us the Ligt at some point, because he is. <laughs> Um, but that would be uh, I'd probably wait for weeks if he arrived in Anfield alongside <laughs> Virgin it's, yeah but Liverpool uh, we've been quiet transfer window I don't see us doing anything else Klopp even said himself I'll tell you what you see the year Arsenal went unbeaten they done nothing in the summer they signed nobody then didn't you sign Reyes signed Reyes in January yeah but that was really that was yeah. the major transfer we I don't season. think we need to people I've said it in the last one I did a bit of a rant um, that we don't need to still don't think we need to Really, I'd like left back cover because we don't have left back cover. Um, Gareth Bale can play left back, we'll get him in for cover. That's where he started, yeah. But I don't really think I'm not really that bothered. I know Man City did for enough of them, they can go and blow the beans and spend all that money. I don't think Liverpool really can. And I think last year Liverpool did that Keita, Fabinho, yeah. Allison, Van Dyke before that. I know Keita's greedy before that. Well, they've done their spending if they'd spread that out. What about Bruno Fernandes? <sighs> Again, like I'm not necessarily wanting and But he would start if he played for Liverpool, wouldn't he? He probably would, yeah. Um <coughs> I think so, but like I, if we don't get him, who cares? Like I think Must be o- nice to feel like that. Oxley it is weird. It's very weird feeling. Oxley Chamberlain's <laughs> coming back in and I really want to see him go really well and get his play so much because I, I love and adore him. And I, I just think I, I, Jordan Henderson's my boy, like I absolutely love the bones of him. I don't want him to lose his spot. James Allen's the most handsome man in the world. And James Milner's Iron Man. Yeah. Kaiser Fabinho. We're happy enough in midfield, I think. Like it's weird for us three because like the tables have turned for once. You yeah. two were winning titles and doing everything, and I was just like, "Come on." You you don't need the same players. We can't sign players, and you're <laughs> not going to sign So like it's quiet on on, on our front, <laughs> but like um, United are a club who need and are going to sign players. Yeah, they're going to have a busy two and a half weeks, I think. They have to. I've, you know, heard from United fans so much that, like, oh, prices get hiked up because we're Manchester United and clubs know we can afford it, blah, blah, blah. But they need to be sign- signing a lot better quality players than Harry Maguire, I think. Yeah. They, they should be in for, like, the likes of the... They should be yeah, one so exactly. Stuff. Because Harry Maguire is, like, a John Stones-level player. Like, he's good for the Premier League, like, but I, I don't think... He's obviously John Stones has already been replaced. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I was just about to say that John Stones is that good that as soon as he was signed, Man City looking to replace him. Yeah, that's true. So like that can only bring you so far. Yeah. Um, and I still haven't won a Champions League. No. To be fair, I take Harry Maguire. That's just simply purely because our centre backs are shit. Yeah. Would you take Lewis Duncan? Oh, would you take Lewis? I would take Lewis Duncan. She definitely. Yeah. Take both of them. I think that'd be class, actually. Yeah. Because like. Duffy would just head everything out of the way and if the ball fell to the ground Lewis Duncan can control it like. I think Socrates is a good defender but he's not a leader I don't think there really is any leaders in Arsenal like there's no one there that's going to literally string bollocks off somebody if they do something wrong that's yeah. the thing with Koscielny Koscielny would not he's very quiet and everybody knows that he isn't the type of the, 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 the captain would like scream orders or blah 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 he would like oh, do this do that you know yeah. if somebody does something wrong he's just like he'll throw the shoulders yeah. up or something like that whereas like Van Dijk came in straight away yeah, and yeah. conducted things over. Like he's made friggin' Lovren and Maddup look like world well, leaders. Joel Maddup, you could argue the last 10 games last season, including the Champions League final, I don't think got man of match, but Joel Maddup was be- as good, if not better, at times. Mm. Who do you think starting beside Van Dijk? 
I'd say it'll probably be Gomez. Phil? Yeah. Aye. I'd say it'll be Gomez player, like because Gomez. he's younger and he's quicker. Is he fit again? Yeah. Uh, it'd be harsh and Maddox too. Mm. I like Joel Maddox, so I don't really, I'm not really bothered. I don't think it'll be Lovren. I think Lovren will be sold. Good backup there. Yeah. Because Seth Van 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 It's Lovren not away, no? No, not yet. Like Salah will be sold out. <laughs> so that's the thing, he's Salah's best mate. Like, you nearly just keep does. him on the books, just keep Yeah, Salah it doesn't bother me, not paying his wages. Um, but I think that's sort of us for this week. Yeah. Uh, there's, one, one, there's one other thing before we go. Oh, sorry. Just something that's absolutely horrendous is Man City's new away kit. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! What it's like a it's like a lollipop or something? Yeah, it's shocking man. It's like a round trees lollipop type thing. You know thing. what? That's why I'm glad we're wiping Puma. You're shit. I Puma fat shame me. As soon as I put a Puma on, it, it just fat shames me. Yeah, but for and a club, my happiness. For a club who like, I look like a sausage roll. <laughs> I think most people do, apart from like professional athletes, like, in a Puma kit, like yeah, um, they're shocking. They're but shocking. Uh, yeah, for a club who are like. Play some absolutely beautiful football, like, and um, deserve to look good. Like, that's disgraceful. Like, that kit cannot be the Premier League winners next year. Yeah, it cannot. That would be so. Just wasn't me right. If no. we're not gonna win, he's better. Thanks very much. No pressure on my ring. You're going, <laughs> Um Listen as well. One thing change at the sports babble is we now have a Patreon account. Yes. Uh, if you're not aware of Patreon, Patreon is a format and an app and a software it's set up for um, people that podcast, people that blog, people that vlog. It's sort of to help them get on their feet. So it's a sort of a site where you donate to us. Um, One dollar a month is the minimum, and I mean, that's like 60p. And it goes to us, and it's used for us to help produce quality content. Now, when we get up on our feet and get going, hopefully throughout next season, because that is the aim of the Sports Bible, and we do start to get a few things going with Patreon, there will be... Uh, exclusive stuff on Patreon uh, that'll go up a day or two just for the Patreons to look at and see and they'll be able to interact with us directly that is sort of the plan here at the Sports Bible and it's been a lot of, very successful for a lot of podcasts and we don't see why it won't be for us so it's just Patreon um, the Sports Bible at Patreon patreon.com forward slash the Sports Bible yeah and you'll see the page and if you can go on listen it's a dollar a month is, as I said 60p it's, it's less than a coffee and everybody loves coffee. Yes. Um. So if you can add our, it's like three coffees. Yeah. Donate anything to us. It would be um absolutely brilliant. Like, and we've already had a few, and it's been, a, even though it's a tiny amount, it's a wee bit overwhelming and weird that people would do that. That hardly really know you. That would donate to your cause, and um yes, yeah, brilliant because we want to produce better content uh, next season going forward in the sports bubble to include sound quality and video quality. Um. As always, check us out on all our social media apps. Um. Uh, the sports are. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Brent was up at the open as we said and he had some brilliant clips that are up there. And I'm sure he'll have a few more nuggets he hasn't shown us yet that he'd fire up. And remember to always like, subscribe and click on your notifications so that you'll never miss anything from us. Um, and you can get us on all your podcast apps as well as YouTube at The Sports Babble. Johnny, thank you very much. Oh, it's lovely to be back. It was therapeutic for you. It always is. Brandon, thank you very much and welcome back from the moon. Pleasure. Um, and folks, I'll see you again next week or possibly during the week, I'm not sure yet, but good luck. <laughs>